Welcome to this podcast. I have with me um, JC, Prudence, and Adeline. And I know for some of you, this is your first time on the Walnut Women podcast. So thank you for joining me today. And today's topic is a fun one. We're just, just wanted to talk about the Singles Undivided Conference that FCBC hosted at the end of February. And I believe there was roughly 50 to 60 signups, some, something like that um, on the numbers and um, the sessions. There were three main sessions um, within the two-day conference period, and there were seven um, breakout workshop sessions. And all of um, these resources within our conference um, was hosted by our own church pastor and our own church members, which I think was really exciting. And um, so this conference is the Singles Conference. Uh, I don't know how you felt about this conference, but we're going to talk about it. And um, the first thing I, I think I was thinking as I was preparing for this this time is that, you know, the singles of our church are really valuable to us. Um, and even uh, Hanley's, Pastor Hanley's um, recent message, the title was Spent Because We've Been Sent. And I think like when I look at you three, I definitely would say you guys have been sent by the church to our student ministries and you guys are like the spiritual, um, the frontliners of having those interactions with our students, our children, our preschoolers, our youth. And I, if you're tired and feel spent, I'm like you're doing God's work and we're just so thankful for that. So this conference was for you guys, and it was interesting that you couldn't pick up our babies this time and serve as the helpers because you were the ones being served. So let's talk about how your experience at the church's first ever singles conference was. Um, so the first question is just like, how was the conference for you as being an attendee and not a servant? Anyone can go. I enjoyed the conference, but I have to say it definitely was like a shifting gear in my head to really feel like I was an attendee. Um, just because I'm so used to always doing like childcare, serving food, something or other. And so I remember there were a couple times where I was telling JC, I was like, I just have to go see the babies. I don't know what to do with myself. I just have to go see the babies. And so I would sneak off with Sarah and we would just go into the little, um, the line classroom where the kids were and just say hi to them for a few minutes. You're like, okay, I feel better now. Okay, now I can go back to the conference and like continue to interact with people. Um, or when we were picking up food, JC would be like, stop serving people and just get your, get your food. Make sure let's go sit down and eat. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry, not in the right mindset. But definitely, I really enjoyed the conference. I really enjoyed the direction that it went in. I really appreciated that it wasn't like a just wait for the right one kind of a conference. And it was very much like, how can you make the most of your singleness? And that um, serving God isn't about whether or not you're single or married. It's about your walk with God and how you are going to um, live out his plan for you. Hmm. Yeah, it is, it's uncomfortable, like when you, your hands have nothing to do, huh? 
it. You're supposed to just rest and enjoy that. That's a part of life, Adeline. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> I'm glad that you had your time to just uh, soak and, you know, take in and receive. Okay, anybody else? I think I agree with like the direction of the conference too, where um, usually like other conferences would be focusing on like dating or like biblical principles or um, just biblical manhood, womanhood and those topics. But this one was more so like in the season, how are you to live to glorify God and how, um, yeah, like Aline also mentioned, like in any season, um, that's your main purpose. And it's regardless of your relationship status of how can you still love God and serve God? So I think that was like really cool that it was um, in that way and just even hearing from um, just even other couples in our church, even knowing them and seeing them every week, but hearing their stories and just um, their testimonies and just how God's been working in their lives was really cool to see. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. How about you, Prudence? I had a really enjoyable time as well. I guess I have to give the disclaimer that I wasn't there the entire time. So I had to work on Saturday morning, so I didn't end up joining until the second main session on Saturday. And then thankfully, I was able to be there the entire time that we had it on Sunday. Um, I thought it was a really unique opportunity for people from like all different walks of life also to come together. Um, so it was really nice to see that there were like young adults and then there were like the married couples there too. And then people from college, but then that there are also like high schoolers that I see like at Unicoi on Friday nights that were there as well. Um, so I really enjoyed the intergenerational aspect to the conference and how even though we're all in like such different seasons of life that there are things that we can like all take away um, from what we were learning as well and like apply it to our own lives. Um, even if they like, there were like younger people at the conference that might not be like thinking about dating anytime soon, but it's still like important to like have these conversations like now and to like learn about these things like sooner. Um, so I thought it was a nice opportunity and I liked the fact that we extended it even to like the younger generations as well. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I really liked seeing the broad spectrum of those who fit under the category of singles. It's not really just an age group. It's uh, like a status, right? And I think what was um, talked about in this weekend was that it's, it's really just a temporary season for most people and temporary in the sense that it's, it's earthly too. It's the, the way that God set up the structure of like our humanity, but um, yeah, singleness for the glory of God, redeeming it and seeing it not as something to be ashamed about. There's no pressure. You're not a late bloomer. Um, you're not behind. And um, there is a very, needed purpose that God has um, for us in that season um, to learn um, to be committed to love him and to love the church. Um, so for you guys, uh, what were some of the things that stood out to you as a highlight? And it doesn't have to be like the message. We'll get to that later. Um, just aspects of the conference that were maybe like a blessing to you personally. I really enjoyed Glennis's testimony on day two. Um, it was just so nice to hear from um, someone who is single 
and has a lived a very fulfilling life and is living a very fulfilling life and knowing that um as she said it's not plan b to be single mm-hmm. you know god's plan for us to either be married or single is still a good plan mm-hmm. and there's no like variance in how good a plan is if it's from god and it's good then it that's just what it is it's good so mm-hmm. that was I, I was really blessed by that yeah I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciated her perspective and I found it very refreshing because I know that like in church, um, we do say that like, you know, we value like singles and how like Paul was single and like Jesus himself was single as well. And how like, yeah, we'll talk about how there are like many um, blessings that come with like being in a season of singleness and the things that you're able to do as a single person that you might not be able to do when you're married. Um, but I still think even with those conversations, people that are single in the church can still feel like they're in like a second class category. Um, because I think, and rightly so that like churches very much like also celebrate like marriage and like family. So I think at times like singles can feel as though they're like, yeah, being left behind or they're in like a waiting category or that this is plan B. So I really appreciated um, hearing the perspective of someone that is um, choosing a life of singleness and how she's been able to do so many things for God's kingdom in being a single woman. So I found that really refreshing and just not necessarily a perspective that you get to hear Mm -hmm. often. Um, So I thought it was really valuable to have her share with us. Yeah, very good. JC, same or new? Anything new? <laughs> it was going to be the same. Um, but I guess just <laughs> even like uh, the misconceptions and just being able to say that from personal experience, because a lot of times it is talked about, um, but it is also in a sense where someone hasn't experienced and gone through those things. So it's easier kind of said and done. Um, but just hearing from her perspective and just being able to talk to her um even after that, just um, hearing a bit more and just, um, yeah, addressing those ideas from that perspective was, yeah, encouraging and refreshing too. So, so did anything um, stand out to you specifically in how um, God is, uh, God spoke to you in the season of singleness or any take-homes that you would like to apply in your life? I think one of the um, things that Gabe mentioned in one of his sermons or at the end of it um, was kind of like the time theme throughout all three sessions was comes down to do you love God and just how that's essentially what it's built on. So Mm -hmm. no amount of knowledge or um, what you know will... Um, or it's all for nothing if it's not done out of love and um, Mm -hmm. I guess also like from the first session just how um, might have been yeah the first session of just how um, you can still love the church um, how you can um, use that season to glorify God and just bring fruit for his kingdom Um, those are things that um, allow you to even just prepare you for a season of marriage of like, that's something that you can, even if you're not um, in married, you can still um, practice love with one another. And that's Mm -hmm. 
uh, still what God calls us to do, um, even if we're not married. So I guess also in the season, like just being able to be faithful and just um, having time, especially to um, serve in various ways. I think that's like an application that I was able to take away and just be encouraged and refreshed from um, and just being able to use that wisely while I can. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is going to be a follow-up question, but like in this season, do you feel like giving your personal time to the service of the church or ministry that you have committed to, is that something you have to be really intentional with? Um, because I think that it's very easy to fill that time with other agendas. Um, some of them might be personal and like, where do you, we, we're all busy. So how do you make that time to um, serve the church? Good question. <laughs> <sighs> Is that like something you desire? Like, did God give you that desire? You know, do you have to like tell yourself this is just the right thing to do or do you like do it willingly and for the love of like, you know, SCBC? Yeah, I guess for me, like I, I do youth ministry on Friday nights. So I serve on Unicoi and I remember um, so I started serving during after I finished grad school. I want to say, actually, no, let me take that back. I actually started serving during my last year of grad school where things were uh, like still busy, but not as intensive as my first three years of grad school. And I remember that it was like a desire that I had on my heart, like even during those first three years of grad school that eventually like I would love to help with the youth ministry, but just trying to be realistic with where I was at um, with the busyness, with like um, didactic learning at first that I wouldn't be able to have the time to like devote wholeheartedly. Um, and I had experiences in undergrad where I tried to just to do too many things when it came to serving and ended up just being like burnt out and also being bitter. So I didn't want to end up in that same position. So I just wanted to be realistic about mm -hmm. my circumstances and not want to end up in that same situation because I knew that it wouldn't be good for my own heart. And it also in the end, like even if I were showing up and like serving that I wouldn't be serving the youth well if I was coming into it with that kind of mindset. Um, so when I started serving, yeah, so, but it was in, in my mind. Um, and I, I think I specifically had a heart to want to serve in youth ministry because I feel like it was when I was in youth ministry that God really reached me through the like counselors that were in my life and the way in which they walked with me and invested in me when I was at that age. Um, I really like took that with me and really saw how God use those people in my life to um, really hold fast to me and like mm -hmm. um, yeah just like keep me in the faith when I was going through really difficult times like as a youth um, and I just yeah like held on to that and really remembered that fondly in my own heart and was really thankful for that and saw that as such a tremendous blessing for me and that was just something that I wanted to be able to do later on as well um, so once I like kind of got freed up during my last year of grad school, I was like, okay, I'm like ready to go. I want to like jump in there and serve in youth ministry. Um, I think I learned pretty quickly that it is, there are like a lot of challenges that come with it. Um, even just from like a, like a physical aspect of like now, like going to work and then 
having like a full week of work and then coming on a Friday night, it is very tiring. Um, and there are times in which like, I'll think to myself like, oh man, I'm so tired. And like, I would kind of, it'd be nice to just like stay home mm-hmm. on my Friday night and get some rest. So I will say that it is, um, yeah, like I'd be lying if I said like, I always went into it. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I can't wait to be there on Friday night. Like there are times in which it is like a struggle and like a battle I have to have internally um, to go in there and to still like serve joyfully. And what mm-hmm. I've found that has been um, profound is that it's during those times where I like going into it, think like, oh man, I'm so tired. Like that God gives me like supernatural energy and strength to be able to like push through. And not only that, like has blessed me with like wonderful experiences with like the girls that I um, have in my small group. Um, mm-hmm. It's very yeah interesting how that works out. Like it's always those Fridays where I like go into it feeling like so tired that God blesses me with like a unique like interaction that I have like with one of my girls or just like really meaningful conversation in our small group discussions that I would have missed out on if I weren't there. Um, mm-hmm. So God like always ends up like surprising me in those situations. And it's a big blessing when that mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, that's good. That's encouraging. Um, he does give more when we ask. And I think on those particular nights, he has some special assignments for you. <laughs> he'll he'll give you the resources to get the work done. Um, did anyone else want to share on that question? I think for me growing up, I kind of, my family served a lot. And so kind of following (laughs) in that model was kind of most of my childhood. And so it was very nice that, you know, my parents would invite me into things and, you know, it might take longer for them to get a task done, but they wanted to show me um, the joys of serving and how to serve well. Um, This is good insight. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so I think at this point, it feels very odd when I don't serve. Like, I feel like there's something missing in life. Mm. Um, and specifically for me, I really enjoy children's ministry. Um, I think there's something so innocent and curious about them that they really will ask you all sorts of questions about what happened in this Bible story. How come we don't know this? How come this and that? And just like, sometimes I'm thinking like, you know, I think I need a pastor to come in and answer this question for you because I don't know the answer, but you know, it's just so much fun to interact with them and showing them how to, um, how to love one another, how to be kind to one another, how I need to be patient with them. So I think God definitely uses kids to grow my patience. And, um, but in, I think just overall, um, I think in this season of life, God has been showing me that um, I sometimes need to take a step back from serving and focus on my relationship with God a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though serving is something I'm very used to, I think God is challenging me more to, in the quietness and in the stillness to really like turn back to him and see um, what it is he wants me to do in this stage of life. And if there are things that he wants me to redirect my energy or take a step back from in this season. So I think, yeah, just trying to be very sensitive to what God is um, telling me um, while also serving at the same time. So, 
Yeah, serving is not your identity, Adeline. <laughs> mm-hmm. Being God's yep, yep. daughter and and resting and enjoying him. It's a good season to also uh, soak up. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share anything, JC? <laughs> uh, I think I wrestled with that same kind of question because growing up, I feel like I served um, for the majority of my life and just this year also thinking like, oh, after um, college ministry, is there a way that I want to serve or um, am I serving because I want to serve and mm-hmm. um, or is it something that because I've been serving that I should continue to serve and um, that it's, yeah, but I think it's also a wrestle of like, is, um, do I have like time now and should I use it to serve or um, should I use that time like for even just like personal things and um, like, yeah, like because Friday nights, I don't know, probably ever since middle school at Gap Unicoi and then going to turf every Friday night is um, going to church. And I don't know when I've had like a free Friday night and I think it also kind of feels weird like when we have our last Fridays off of um, not having anything to do and we're like, oh, we're not at church. Um, But also like from, I think I was just blessed by my counselors also growing up, um, even though my class is very difficult um, in the way that we're just all very quiet. Um, But being able to see how they just invested in us um, was something that I wanted to do as well. Um, And just going to retreat with the girls um, that I am a counselor for, for um, Unicoi this year, it was, there was that um, opportunity. And I was just, I think just even seeing or talking to them during retreat just um, gave me a heart to want to serve them and just love them in that way. And it was, it all worked out and I also did have time. So, I think that's just what drove me to want to serve them and love and care for them. You know, God is really um, preparing you guys to be shepherds and one day guardians. And it's a very important call to be shepherding the flock. Um, Yeah, it's all a preparation for the next, next big thing that God um is equipping you for and I'm speaking from experience that all this like experience in ministry with uh children's and the youth um it it is um good uh what is it exposure it's good exposure to um how we we pray for people because you're going to need that in parenting and um yeah it's just good discipleship um, work. So I, I really appreciate you guys sharing. I, I know that, um, you guys are all serving faithfully and, you know, when God, uh, has you step back for a season and to recharge and to refocus, it'll be good too. Um, okay. So let's talk about the workshops. There were seven of them, platonic relationships, real or not, why get married, three singles and the church family, 
four, honor our sisters, five, difficult dating contexts, six, finding redemption from our past hurts, and seven, what does the Bible have to say about sex? Um, I remember Gabe mentioning that if he were to have led a workshop, which he didn't really get the opportunity to because it was so busy having to like plan um, everything and then also to be like preaching in the main sessions that he would have done one on how to break up well, which I feel like would have been very interesting to have as a workshop for sure. I'd be curious to know like how that would have gone. Maybe next time if we do this again in like a year or two, I feel like that'd be a really interesting workshop to offer. Um, I went to the one um, that you led with Darren Leslie, the Finding Redemption from Our Past Hurts. And I had a really blessed time attending that. Um, It definitely was not what I expected it to be in the sense that I went into it thinking that it was going to be a workshop um, solely discussing past hurts in the context of like past relationship hurts Mm -hmm. that we've experienced. But I really appreciated that um, we talked about different forms of hurt that could come from all different um, aspects of our lives, such as like family or finances or academics, which I think um, is a good one to bring up, especially with there being people in my college and like even high schoolers in that workshop Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And I think it really got me thinking, I I think this has been something that I've been like pondering a lot in recent months, or maybe even the past year, I've been thinking a lot about just like past hurts that have come from like different aspects of life, like the ones we talked about in the workshop. And I think it was, attending the workshop was a good encouragement for me to maybe want to work on those more because I think there were, there have been certain things in my life where I've kind of thought to myself like, oh, maybe I'll just let time heal those wounds. Mm -hmm. And if I like wait long enough, then like, you know, it'll be fine. But Mm -hmm. I think the workshop really was a call to like really think through how can we identify these hurts how can we address them um, with God's word and from like a biblical perspective? And then how can we find healing? Um, So yeah, that's been something I've been thinking about more. Like what can I actively be doing to address different hurts in my life rather than taking a passive approach of just hoping like time will fix things. And then I can just, if I don't think about it, it'll go away eventually. I went to singleness in the church family um, and then also difficult dating context. But I do agree with Prudence. It would have been interesting to hear about how to break up well from Gabe. Um, I'm kind of curious. I've never heard someone want to lead a workshop about breaking up. Mm. So that, that in and of itself was just kind of fascinating to okay. me. Okay, uh, it, it'll be requ- specifically requested for next time. Okay, sounds good, yes. sounds good. Um, um, <laughs> But singleness in the church family, I think, was um, it was a good workshop to kind of refocus on what it means to be single in the church and how, um, as a single in the church, you're st- you're very valued, like just as much as married couples, but also that um, in a church context, you can still have intimacy with people. Um, as a single and and like as sisters in Christ, we can have intimacy as, uh, you know, brothers in Christ can have intimacy and, you know, we can just have very deep friendships. Um, And that being married doesn't mean that we, there's intimacy, um, but it's something that is kind of, that goes even beyond marriage. Um, And 
just knowing that the church is our spiritual family was also mm-hmm. something that was like, oh, yeah, like um, I may be single, but I still have a family. I have people I can lean on, depend on people that are keeping me accountable. Um, and I, I think at the end of it, I just really appreciate that PT kind of just reminded us that at the end of the day, we will all be single in heaven. Like there is no mm-hmm. marriage in heaven. And mm-hmm. so if anything, as singles, we are living out what it's like to be in heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a very interesting perspective for me. Um, and then with difficult dating contact context, um, it was just, it was in, I've never heard um, their story before. And so it was just very interesting to hear all the challenges and literally all the difficult dating contexts. At the beginning of the session, they asked us like, oh, what do you think are some examples of difficult dating contexts? And we brought up like, oh, long distance, um, age difference. Yeah. And like, we brought up a couple things and they were like, well, that's everything that we went through too. And we were like, oh, wow. You don't normally get them all in one package like that. Okay. Yeah, and so it was yeah. just such a blessing to hear from them and hearing how they um, shared with us so transparently and knowing that at the end of the day, they really had to depend on God and really had to rely on God for their relationship to work and for, um, all the difficulties they faced. It was very much a, a, a a spiritual test as much as it was like a relationship test too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I think it's always nice to um, get to hear the the personal story that we don't get to talk about anywhere because you weren't there when it was happening. Um, and just to see God's faithfulness and to see his work come through. All right, JC, your turn. <laughs> uh, so the first one I went to was why get married? Uh, so um, <clears throat> we talked about um, like three reasons or three uh, questions to ask before you do get married. So um, are you equally yoked? Um, do you have a track record of solving problems together? And then um, do you have the same life goals? Which I feel like are pre-engagement questions or um, questions that you ask at that point. Um, but also it's good to think about early on and just um, even hearing um, their their story also was um, just yeah nice to hear just something that you would not hear um, usually in a normal conversation and also um, being able to um, just see how a marriage does reflect the gospel and how um, that plays in um, plays out in that um, context uh, and then the second one I also went to uh, yours Leslie for um, finding redemption from our past hurts. And just, I think the main um, thing that I was able to just even um, think about was um, how we, I think also like how um, any hurts and um, anything that has happened in the past that affects um, someone else in the future. And just even um, thinking about how God still redeems us from Mm -hmm. um, these things and how we can just, it's not even from anything that we do and um, that can save us and um, Christ already um, sacrificed and just how we can 
continue to live faithfully from that. All right. I think I'll, we'll just conclude our time here. And um, again, thanks for um, sharing your time to have this discussion. I think it was really exciting. I feel like there was a lot of fruit already from um, the conversations that you guys were able to have, even on the side during the fellowship and the food time. Um, I hope you guys were able to meet some new faces and some older and some younger. And I think it was just good energy, good momentum to continue um, spurring on the local church to do God's work here. So thank you guys.